Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. Can we just go ahead and talk to the guest right now, please? We definitely need to just get to the guest as quickly as possible because of who the guest is, but also because, spoiler alert, and I can't imagine what this means to you. He knew your name. I mean, I'm he, I'm gonna he didn't say he didn't say Warren. He didn't <laughs> say he didn't say what's the other one you get? Wade. Wade. You didn't get Wade. You got ward clear as day from this guest unprompted i'm i'm going to assume it's because he really does know my name and didn't just read it down at the bottom of the frame that's what i'm going to believe but it doesn't matter just that my name was uttered from this man's mouth is all that i need i can die now all that i need is to know that we are powered by and fade out don't be a jackass buy your car from communitycars.com I talked to somebody else this weekend who bought their car from communitycars.com and had an unbelievable experience. They did it on uh, online. They did it all online, found the car that they wanted, got the car, picked it up, no problem. Is it weird that as I'm driving along by myself, no family in the car, I sometimes think about just turning my 2010 Prius into oncoming traffic so I can so I can get a car from community cars? Is that weird? Yeah, there's there's better ways to do it. There's better <laughs> ways than to risk death. There's definitely better ways. Ward, we are a week and a half away from the kickoff to Hoosier Fantasy Experience Weekend. It starts with the captain's club for the fantasy camp. It leads into the golf outing at Fowl Course, where you get to play with members of the Indiana staff and some former players. 
the whole staff is involved in the whole weekend, including our guest today, oh. which I don't want to say his name, but I'm telling you, the guest today, who you saw when you clicked on this episode, is going to be part of Hoosier Fantasy Experience Weekend and going to be part of the weekend and the Fan Fest Saturday night. Tickets available. Go to HoosierFantasyExperience.com. There's tickets that range from $5 all the way up. Uh, get in the building. The money goes to NIL. The first chance to see this team, your first chance to see Mackenzie Mbako and Khalil Ware on the court, your first chance to see Peyton Sparks and Gabe Cups on the court, your first chance to see the growth of CJ Gunn and Caleb Banks and Xavier back from injury, to see the steps that Malik Renew took. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it, you, and to see Gallo, who the, co the head coach Mike Woodson said has been the best player on the court over these last eight weeks, Anthony Leal in his senior year. This is a special time. It's the kickoff to the basketball season. HoosierFantasyExperience.com. Get your tickets now. What it meant to the kiddos last year. So many families showed up with the kids, and the kids were just wide-eyed and gaga over the ability to interact with their heroes. We all know, we'll touch on it later in this episode, what it means for uh, a kid to meet their heroes and what kind of trajectory that can set them on as far as being a great Indiana fan as they grow into adulthood. And it was just so special to see the parents and the kiddos together having that experience last year. And then for a lot of us listening, there's no redder meat than watching this team scrimmage. And we've heard glimpses, we've heard previews, we've heard assessments from other players and coaches about what's going on, but this is the first opportunity on earth to see this team playing on the basketball court. I, and so, it took me, it was too difficult for me to say that last part. I don't know why I slowed down. <laughs> if, I don't know. You were really driving home the point. And the women's team, fresh off of a Big Ten championship, fresh off of going to Greece where they wiped the floor with some Greek teams. Just and waxed just, them. Just waxed them. Sydney Parrish, Chloe Moore McNeil, Sarah Scalia, the freshmen. I mean, like, and of course, everybody's All-American, Mackenzie Holmes. I mean, they're going to be part of the autograph sessions before and after the Fan Fest. So get there early, line up, stay late. Going to be an amazing weekend. But honestly... Let's just get to today's guest. Oh, yes, please. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, you know, we get really excited to have guests come onto the show. This gentleman's actually been with us before, uh, but there's nobody personally I've ever been more excited to have on this show or to have back on the show. And while it's awesome for us, it might be scary for him. We get to see him this time. Last time there was the safety of a phone call, but here he's got two crazy people right in his face. Eric, who is this gentleman? We are so, so excited to have on the show. Hailing from Evansville, Indiana, where he attended William Henry Harrison High School. He was part of the greatest recruiting class in the history of any sport of all time. That's right. Then he came to, that's right. You know, you don't have to shake your head. It's true. It's a fact. Facts. I looked it up. Facts. Facts. He then, of course, matriculated at Indiana University, where he led Indiana to two Big Ten titles, an Elite Eight, a Sweet 16, a Final Four, a 105 and 27 record at IU over four years, Big Ten Player of the Year his senior year. 
unanimous All-American, National Player of the Year, Naismith and Wooden. He is a three-time All-American. He is the all-time leading scorer in the history of the Big Ten Conference, and no one, now that COVID years are behind us, thank God, is ever going to break that record. He then, of course, was drafted into the NBA, where he went in the lottery. He had a 13-year NBA career. He after uh, playing in the NBA, spent two years on the staff of the Golden State Warriors, returned to Indiana University as the director of basketball operations under Tom Crean from 2011 to 2013. Then he moved over to my hometown, St. Louis, where he was an assistant with former IU Hoosier great Jim Cruz from 200, 2013 to 2016. He then moved on to professional basketball coaching, where he was with the Erie Bayhawks and the College Park Skyhawks as assistant coach. Before then, coming back home to Indiana, where he was with the Indiana Pacers from 2020 to 2023. But then, just recently, returned really home to Indiana University, where it was announced this summer that he is the new Indiana University Director of Player Development. He is part of the IU staff. He is simply put, the GOAT. That's right, the GOAT. It's used too much. But in this case, it's true. And more importantly than that, he is the primary reason why so many of us fell in love with Indiana University basketball. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an honor to welcome back the GOAT, Calbert Cheney. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's a little, a little bit long, but you know, I'll take it. <laughs> well, Calbert, if you know anything about us, it's always a little bit long. Yeah, I know. Don't worry, I already know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Calbert, we want to make you as comfortable as possible here. This is a fun, casual conversation, you know. But just to ensure that, I want to give you a couple options here. Now, you see, Eric and I, we have our normal backgrounds, right? This is mm-hmm. this is our background and effects. So I just wanted to see if this this would make you more comfortable. Just a big, giant picture of me <laughs> and you from your senior night. There I am. Is that what that great. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> Ward, how old are you right there, bud? Uh, I am 12 years old. 12 years old, man. <laughs> Look at that. So, yeah. So now that's from the past for sure. Now that might be a little distracting. So I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm going without my background. We're just going to go all natural to blam. Oh, we are now at Calvert Chaney court. Look at this. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And, and, and just, just so you know, normally I'm always wearing an Indiana shirt, but we're making Mm -hmm. an exception today. Oh man. Appreciate it. Look at that. (laughs) I tell you what, I tell you what, um, uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, you know, I had a, a distinct pleasure of working with him the last couple of years and he, uh, he, he bought one of those shirts on eBay. Nice. And, and I'm going to have to pull it up. Uh, and he wore it to, uh, one of, I think our game in Charlotte and we see, I'll try and find it. But, uh, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was funny because he said he was going to do it, but I, I thought, I said, man, you lying. You know, <laughs> next thing you know, He's matter of fact, here it is. I don't know if you guys are gonna be able to see this. Let's see it. We can see it. So, hold on. So yes, <laughs> yes, that is amazing. 
Atari, yes, Atari said he got that on eBay, and I was a uh, that was that was pretty cool, pretty cool. That that is unbelievable. Um, I my favorite part of what just happened was Ward started that whole thing with just to make you more comfortable. <laughs> let me show you how weird I can get. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Let's just get it all out there. Let's just totally fanboy out, and then we can know. settle into it. <laughs> all right, Calbert. Let's get into where are you right now? Are you in Bloomington? Have you moved to Bloomington? What's your living situation? No, no, I, I have moved to Bloomington. I uh, I got a place right now. My my house is in Atlanta, Georgia, where I'm at right now. Got it. Uh, you know, our guys uh, had a tremendous eight weeks of of working out. Now they're they're on a little break until right before school starts, so they'll be back sometime. Uh, later on this week, uh, this weekend. So uh, that gave us some, uh, gave me an opportunity to come home and see my wife and kids and all the good stuff. So I'm in Atlanta right now. Very nice. Very nice. Well, let's, let's get into the, the summer that has been, it, it was such a thrilling momentous day for all of us to hear you were coming home again. Um, can you just get into a little bit of, of the moment you made that decision? Because in the press conference, you were talking Going all the way back to your playing days, Woody and Scott May had a great conversation with you and helped lift you up in a in a tough time. You talked to him uh, before last season, and then you had another conversation when he hit you up this year. What 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 was that moment when you were like, "It's time to go home"? Uh, I think you know when you know when I had a, the opportunity to talk to Woody, and <clears throat> obviously last summer when we kind of like just kind of glazed over it. And then waited till after the season this past year. Um, he just telling me about his vision uh, and what he wants, what's it, what he sees, and uh, and you know, and possibly coming back, you know, having me coming back, and and with the new rules, uh, with the with the NCAA, I could, you know, me being the director of player development, I can be on the floor coaching. So, uh, whereas you know, when I was with Coach Cream uh, back when I was director of operations, I couldn't do any of that. So that kind of that kind of swayed me a little bit. Uh, being able to be on the floor, help these guys and help them develop, help them get better. And, uh, you know, and so we can put a great product out on the floor and a, a, great, a great winning product out on the floor for the for the uh, for the, the IU faithful. I, I definitely want to get into what your first kind of eight weeks were like working with the team. But before that, look, you have grinded. Uh, you know, you were a grinder as a player. Uh, you were a grinder as a coach. You spent time with the, you know, the Erie and the College Park teams in the in the G League. Then, of course, moving on to the the Pacers, spent a couple years with the Warriors after your playing days were over. Was it uh, a difficult obstacle for you to get your head around leaving the NBA, where you were working with the greatest players in the world? I mean, you just mentioned Halliburton, who is. You know, I mean, already one of the best players in the NBA with a future that looks like who knows where he could go because his talent and skill level are just out of this world. But, you know, coming back to the college game, it's a different it's a different gig, a different schedule, a different rhythm. Mm -hmm. And you were at the NBA level. What what was that uh, process like for you just leaving the NBA and coming back to college? Well, the way I look at it, I don't look at it like, you know, whether whether it's the NBA or college uh, to me is it's basketball is basketball. And, you know, uh, when you're at, I was director of player development, you know, an assistant coach slash director of player development with the Pacers. And uh, so you're still developing players. You're still developing to be the best, best version of themselves on the court and off the court. Same thing with college. No, nothing different. Uh, the only difference is, uh, you know, in the NBA level, it's just, just basketball. College, you got to recruit and all this other stuff. So, but at the end of the day, it's still basketball. 
And uh, so that's that's what I relish. I relish, you know, the fact that I'm able, you know, to pay it forward because the game's been so good to me over the years. And, uh, you know, I just try to pay it forward and and, and try to help out these guys achieve the dreams that that they're looking uh, to uh, looking towards. So that's all this. That's that's how I, that's 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 the validation I get out of it. Um, you know, so whether I'm a head coach, whether I'm assistant coach, whether I'm director of player development, my my uh, mantra stays the same. My mantra stays the same. That never changes. I think we're all very excited to know that you'll be out on the court with the boys, and we will get more into that. But I do wonder your pedigree, Woody's pedigree. Um, all this NBA experience is both a player and a coach. Um, obviously, that's attractive to recruits just just by what's on the resume. But I do wonder when Coach was talking to you about his vision for the program, and obviously that's a lot of winning. But I also wonder if if with your arrival now too, if bringing more of how the NBA approaches the game on the court the style of play, is that something that you guys are consciously trying to do in Bloomington or, or is it, or is it more like, ah, you know, college is different. The skill sets aren't quite there. The athleticism might not be there across the board. Are you, are you trying to infuse NBA into college or just show up with what you have and make the best of it? No, I think uh, what his vision is, you know, uh, he's, he's been in the NBA for, for a long time, 30, 34, 35 years. So, uh, I think with him, uh, it's all about you know the NBA style of play. Uh, he brings the NBA style of play to to, to the college game, and uh, and that's what he wants to. That's what he's trying to push, and which is which is great because uh, y- you know I mean for me, uh, is it whether it's whether it's, you know, the college style of play. I don't really think there's really a style for me. The style you know a lot of pick and roll, a lot of those, a lot of those things, uh, a lot of posts, a lot of, a lot of those things. Uh, Woody is very very good at. And he's not only is he great, you know, great offensive mind, but he's a great defensive mind. Uh, he's been a defensive coordinator for a lot of teams in the NBA. So, um, and you've seen it with his with with the defenses he put out on the floor the last couple of years since he's been there. So uh, it's it's uh, it, I think it's wonderful the fact that you know the, the pro style and a lot of these young athletes, uh, young student athletes, you know, would prefer a pro style, and uh, you know, and what he's able to 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 uh, is able to provide that. Now, we know what our reaction was when the news was made that you were uh, coming back to Indiana and we're thousands of miles away in Los Angeles. What has the reaction been like from Hoosiers uh, to you, both in person, text messages, whatever it may be? What, what has the reaction been since the news came out, you know, a couple months ago? Well, it's been a great reaction. Uh, you know, I've gotten hundreds of texts and, uh, you know, so... Uh, it, like I said, the fact that I'm I'm able to 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 have the opportunity to come back and you know for this you know this very 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 um, uh, unbelievable program, I mean it's, it's it's I'm over the moon. This the simple fact that I get to come back and and help and and try to try to help this program get to back back to where it's always been. Uh, you know even though, you know who, I always look at the IU basketball program as a true blue. Uh, blue blood, uh, you know, no, you know, with the, with the, with the likes of Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, you know, we want to get back there, and I think we can. And uh, with Woody at the helm, just to jump back up to Indy for a second, because the last time we talked, um, you hadn't gone there yet, and in that time, up uh, under a couple different coaches, 
and being an assistant coach, player development there. I do wonder, since we last spoke in your time in Indianapolis, what other tools do you have in your tool belt? What's some of the stuff you worked on up there or, or learned from the coaches or even somebody like Kevin Pritchard that you're bringing to Bloomington? Um, just, you know, I mean, it's all, it doesn't matter how old you are. So you can always learn. Uh, I was, and I had the, the opportunity, the, the opportunity, the great, the great opportunity to learn from Rick, Rick Carlisle, uh, and Nate Bjork before him. Uh, obviously, um, they, they have, you know, Rick's been in the league for a long, long time and has coached for a long, long time. And I've, I've taken a lot of great things from him offensively, defensively, how to deal with players, uh, Myself, Lloyd Pierce as well. He was a head assistant. Uh, you know, I had a chance to work with him. Jenny Busick, uh, who came along, came with uh, with Coach uh, uh, over from Dallas. Uh, I've learned a lot from all those people. You know, Kevin Pritchard and Chad Buchanan have been great. Um, you know, uh, I've, I've established you know really good relationships with them. And uh, but like I said, it's all about learning. Just trying to learn and trying to learn the next thing, whether it be in, and in terms of you know on the court stuff. Uh, you, you learn a lot uh, by watching you know the other coaches work. And uh, hopefully they would learn by watching me as well. So um, that's that's all this business is about. You learn, uh, you live and you learn. Uh, you you take things from from certain people that you think might help uh, you as a as a particular coach or help your with your growth, or help with it with a player that you're working out, help their growth. So that's what it's all about for me. Um, you know, this thing it, it's it's never ending, uh, uh, developmental. Uh, I don't know what the, what the word would be. Uh, it's, 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 it's never ending. The development is never ending. Let's put it that way. And, you know, so uh, whether it be, you know, from a coaching perspective or whether it be from a, from a player perspective, and uh, you just want to try to be the best version of yourself and be the best person you can be uh, when it's all said and done. And, and, and you look back and you, and you say, Hey, I really made a difference. Uh, and, and it's not about, you know, how many championships you win. It's about how, how, how many lives you've been able to change. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's I wanted to get more into the the development side because obviously that's where you've spent a lot of your coaching um, career. And I remember when we talked to you, I think the last time about your NBA career, one of the things that you said when you look back on it was that at the time when you were a young NBA player, you didn't take certain things like nutrition as seriously as you wish you would have now. You know, if you if you only knew then what you know now, mm-hmm. and you talked even about like the three point shot, which wasn't nearly what it is now in, in the game, but th- that if you had known then what you know, now you would have focused more on, on that part of your, your game, but so much of that nutrition, the skill development, that is all player development. Yeah. And when you work with a player, uh, I mean, we can take whoever you worked with at the Pacers. I assume most of them, how much, do you work with them, not just on skill, but on some of those lessons about how important taking care of your body is, the nutrition, and the fact that you went through it as a player, does that allow you to connect with the player in a way that somebody who maybe didn't go through that would never be able to? Oh, yeah, all the time. I, I, I talk about that all the time. I mean, obviously, the, the you know playing on the court is a, is a big part. I mean, that's your job and that's your office, but at the same time, in order to perform at a high level on the court, you got to be able to do the things necessary off the court. And that's like eating right, uh, getting your sleep, uh, being, at, being able at, at the NBA level, I mean, the, the managing your time is very, very important. Uh, sure. You might, you know, have a, say you might have 11 o'clock practice and then you kind of, you go in and you at eight o'clock, maybe just, you know, get your, you know, maybe go eat breakfast because now all these places now 
all have chefs and you, you know, you make yourself some food, they make food for you. So you go eat, maybe at nine, you go lift. Then after that, you might, after your lift might last 45 minutes. After that, you might, you know, put it, put your work in on the court right before practice. And then after that, your day's over for the most <laughs> part. So how are you going to, so how are you going to, you know, unless you come back and maybe get shots, which a lot of them do come back and get shots later on in, in the, you know, in the afternoon or in the evening. How are you going to, how are you going to manage the rest of your time? And, uh, you know, so um, I, I just try to get them to understand, look, you know, keep yourself out of trouble, yeah. you know, do your job to the best of your ability, keep your, keep your body up, keep your mind up, find ways to, to, uh, to, uh, to make yourself better uh, mentally and physically. And if you do those things, um, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll really have a nice long career in the NBA. And uh, that's one of the things that when I came up as a player, they they weren't uh, that wasn't very a lot prevalent. So when I came to the league, it was all about you know um, you know you ate whatever, but <laughs> and at the same time, I mean, you you might have taken some ginseng or here to give you some energy or drank a Red Bull or something like that. Whereas now, you know, you have um, you know you have all these 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 resources, um, yeah. the great practice facilities, the shit you know, the chefs. Patriots have two chefs. You know, and wow. then you get you get breakfast before practice, then you get lunch afterward, or you get and then you get to take all that food home, and that's every day, uh, with the exception of off days. So, um, and then you have all you know you have, you know you have a steam room, you have a sauna, you have hot tub, you have cold tub, you have everything at your at your at your uh, at your beck and call. Uh, so if you don't get better, you know, because of all those resources, then that's your fault. So. That's what I try to get them to understand is that, look, you know, this is an opportunity for you. You have like a 10, 15 year window to make to, to make the best of your career, uh, to have a really nice long career. And after that is gone. So, uh, you know, take advantage of these these opportunities, take advantage of the situation, take advantage of all the resources that you have. And once you do those things, then, you know, you're going to be, you know, you're going to make a ton of money. You're going to win a lot of games. You're going to you're getting to playoffs. You're going to be. You're going to possibly win championships. And at, the, and at the end of the day, when you look back on your career, you're going to be like, man, I did it the best. Of, you know, I did everything I could to be the best player I could be. And then, you know, and then, and then move on to the next phase of your life. And I, I want to just follow up real quick on that. So now I, I, everything you just said is amazing. And then back up one step. And to get there is your college life first. So you're bringing all of that experience to college, which mm-hmm. – even since the last time you were in the college game at SLU, it seems like the world has changed. Yep. I mean, there's been an first, there was, I would say over the last 20 years, there was an arms race when it came to practice facilities. Everybody was upgrading their facilities. Obviously, Cook Hall wasn't there when you were there. We've mm-hmm. seen pictures of the locker room when you played compared with the locker rooms are now. They yep. are like NBA-like, or at least trying to be. Cook Hall's undergone renovations to add some of those amenities and benefits that NBA teams have. Mm-hmm. Nutrition has become a much bigger part. All the training. Now add in NIL, which takes up time. And these kids are dedicating time to make money now because they're allowed to. Yep. Do you see any, I mean, obviously there's a ton of parallels between what you now need to prepare these young kids for and what you were doing in the NBA life. But what do you see as differences between the college game now and, and working with these players than the last time you were there working with players? Um, you know, obviously, you know, the NIL, you know, aspect is pretty important, but at the, you know, I think the difference now is uh, you do get a little bit more nutrition. 
uh, uh, the guys, uh, you, you know, like when I was, you know, coming up, I mean, we didn't have, you didn't have any money. So right. with the NIL, that's, that helps, um, you know, you're able to go out and get a meal or you go out, go out to get some clothes or maybe go on a date or something. I don't know, but, but the money that, that money really helps, or you can use that money for, for, uh, you know, charitable purposes, or you might be able to use that money for, for helping, uh, your, uh, your family out. Um, so, I mean, it's, that's the difference. Um, the, but the same, but the, 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 the game itself is still the same in terms of like the developmental part, uh, helping them understand, you know, less than 1% get to the NBA, but at the same time, uh, there's, there are a lot of professional outlets all over the world. So, so you, you got to prepare yourself. I always try to prepare them and get them to understand how hard you got to work. Uh, and, and, you know, Woody and his staff, they do a wonderful, tremendous job staying in their ear about how hard they have to work in order to be successful and uh, whether it be on and off the floor. Um, you know, obviously student athletes, you know, you got to be able to put the work in in order for you to be able to play. You got to be able to, you got to, you know, excel in the classroom as well, you know, as well. So you just try to get them to understand uh, that that's, that's, that's the way of life. Um, you mm -hmm. know, there's no secret formula. There's no easy way. Everybody's looking for that, 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 com that complex way when it's in actuality, it's very, very simple. You put in the work, you're going to get the result, plain and simple. Yeah. You mentioned Coach Woody and the staff, and referring back to the presser, um, somebody is bringing up, oh, yeah, Coach Woodson and, 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 and you and then Jordy Holes from his era, and I loved that your response – your first response was, "Well, I'm I'm the best player of those of of all those guys." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think you know the similar, coach calls me and um me and uh, Jordan Kool Aid because you know we played you know we we played there so we he always calls me he calls Jordan Kool Aid he calls me Kool Aid Senior so <laughs> I don't know the exact reasoning for all that but. <laughs> I guess because we did play there and we're alum, so uh, you know, I, I you know, I, I take it as stride, and I you know, I, I enjoy it. I, it's I think it's also there. because I think it's also because Woody is terrible with names, so he yeah. just comes up with a nickname, so he doesn't have to remember two names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, probably so, but you know, you know, I, I I guess I guess that's the case. But but I tell you what, it's it's, it's really funny when he when he called my first day on the job, he he's like Kool Aid senior. So what the heck is, is Kool Aid? What is that? <laughs> Kool Aid is. I drank, used to drink Kool-Aid a lot when I was growing up, but <laughs> I, I'll get I'll get some more insight for you guys on that. Yeah, thank you. But but it it brought me to a bigger point of the the limited amount of time Eric and I have got to spend around the program inside the offices or a practice, as as hard as they work and as 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 much as they grind it out, as Eric says, inside the program since Coach Woodson arrived there is this great sense of humor that seems to permeate through the program and, and the level of trash talking really seems to be exceptional. And I wonder, you know, okay, you're, you're the best player there. Now, who do you think of the staff or the players who's got the best trash talking game that you've seen so far? Oh, I'd say Woody and, and your, and your seer, coach, your seer, they're, yeah. they're probably at the top. I'll put Woody. Woody at the top, and then you sit right behind him. You know, they, they come, they come in, running. They come in the door. As soon as they come to the door, they run in their mouths. So, <laughs> I mean, and it is nonstop. So, but and it, but it's great. It's enjoyable. I mean, from the first day I've been there, uh, you know, coaches' meetings are great. Uh, the, the staff is just second to none. You know, and then the, and put the you know, Coach Armand, Coach Kenya, and Coach Coach Brian Walsh. 
uh, you know, they they all and along with the with the with the grad the grad staff and the managers, it's it's unbelievable, unbelievable uh work environment. And uh, you know, I think the one thing that's this most is, is really, really great is that, you know, we're all on the same page. And uh, you know, this the, you know, Woody's vision is our vision and uh everybody understands what, what needs to be done and and uh you know, and that's that's the great part about it, you know, and that's another big reason why uh, you know, I was able to, you know, I I came back. I mean, that the everybody's on the same page. Uh, everybody, um, uh, you know, wants to do the, what, you know, what's best for this program at the end of the day. Did you have any relationship with Yasir or Kenya or Walsh or, or anybody that's on this or, or Coach Hill? Um, anybody that was on the staff outside of just kind of knowing them? Did, were you close to anybody? No, I didn't have much, you know, I mean, obviously you see her and, 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 and B Walsh, you know, when, when coach Archie was there, but no, I haven't really, um, you know, had too much, uh, you know, contact with those guys, you know, when I, you know, when I was in the league or when I was, you know, I, you know, even though I, uh, I've always been, you know, want to be a part, you know, part of the program, I'm always going to be a part of the program, you know, because I played there, but, you know, I try to, I try to keep a distance because, you know, I don't, I, I try to, for me, it was all about, you know, let, letting them do their job and, uh, you know, and if I, you know, show up for a game or, or I might talk to Woody, you know, once or twice every couple of weeks, uh, just check in. But uh, for the most part, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I don't know them personally, but, you know, since the last eight weeks have been unbelievable. You just being able to have a chance to to uh, to get to know them and and uh, and know what they like to do, what their strengths and weaknesses are and what uh, and what they what what, what they want to accomplish uh, while they're there. And, and like I said, that's that's what that's that's great. That's the great part about it, man. I mean. The like I said, the the environment is unbelievable. That's great. Another That's great. another monumental homecoming that occurred since last we spoke was that Coach Knight came home. Not not just to Bloomington, but to the <clears throat> IU program. And I just wanted to take a moment to get your thoughts on how that how important that is to you personally and really for the program for Coach Knight to have come home. Well, so it's it's great. I mean, the fact that he's able to come home and and uh, and and be a part of something that he started and laid a foundation for uh, that's that's it's unbelievable. And uh, and for him to be back in Bloomington, living in Bloomington, around the people that you know, and and and, and to be around the people that he loves and 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 who respect and love him, uh, that's that's uh, you can't doesn't get much better than that. And you know, I'm glad he's back. You know, one of those people that isn't in Bloomington, but somebody that you both worked under the same company for a while is Pat Knight, who yep. was a scout for the Pacers. I know he's a West Coast scout, and I think he's living in Vegas, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. But yeah. did your paths cross? Obviously, a, a former a teammate of yours, but did your paths cross ever at, with the Pacers? Oh, yeah, all the time. I and mean, we, we would talk and then over the phone, but during during pre-draft workouts, uh, you know, I helped you know, run the pre-draft workouts there, so. Uh, he would always, you know, all the scouts would, all all the scouts from East Coast, all the, all these scouts would come in and and evaluate all the the, the pre-draft workouts and all the pre uh, the the draft uh, the draft prospects. Uh, so they would, so we would all be in meetings together, uh, you know, you know, figuring it all out. And you know, I would see Pat all the time. We, you know, every time he comes in, we try to grab something to eat and. And talk Did, a little bit. Has he, he ever, ever taken you to a tiki a tiki bar? He told us that's his thing. <laughs> no, tiki no, tiki, no tiki, no tiki bars. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no tiki bars. I'm gonna have to ask him why he hadn't taken me yet. But I know, know that's see. his thing. Um, <laughs> all right. So I want to get into you get the job, the director of player development for Indiana. 
What is the first thing you do from a work perspective? Are you diving into game film? Are you breaking down players that are obviously the returning players and, and even new ones? What What is it? What homework do you do to best prepare yourself for for coming into the job and hitting the ground running? Oh, just try to get just try to get a lay of the land. Uh, try to you know get get to know each one of the guys and uh, maybe take them to, to lunch or something and just you know to get to know them a little bit and uh, and talk to them. And uh, you know obviously from a standpoint of you know the, you know game film, I've been watching a lot of game film uh, and watching a lot of each each one of the guys uh, individually. And try to you know and try to you know try to figure them out. And obviously, it's not just about what you do on the floor. It's also about what you uh, uh, what you want to you know, learn about them off the floor as well. Uh, right. What makes them tick. And uh, so that's that's what I'll try to do. I try to inject myself onto guys like that because you know sometimes if you inject yourself, just you know just throw yourself in there. You know it's like you know you, you know especially not when you don't know them quite as well as and they don't know you. You just want to try and ease your way in, and that's all I'm trying to do: ease my way in and. And, uh, and like I said, I figure out what makes them tick on and off the floor. Overall impressions of the team um, would love to get your take on what you've seen in the time you've been there. And, and I guess dovetail into that, the turnover is so high now in the college game. It's probably just going to be like that more or less every year. Certainly the case for the program this year. How, when you're sort of looking at the returning talent, the new talent, how do you think you can build chemistry as quickly as possible? Um, just trying to get the guys to buy in and what you're trying to do. And if you're able to do that uh, sooner rather than later, then you're in, you're in good shape. Um, the great thing about this team is the talent is there. I think they're, you know, in my opinion, I think they're more talented than the last two years, this year's team. Uh, but you know, that, you know, having – having talent doesn't necessarily mean that you know you're going to have a great team you know the chemistry has to be involved uh you know communication talking talking amongst themselves uh holding each other accountable um all those things uh once they do those things and, and commit to that and then uh, they're going to start you know you're going to start seeing the results and uh one thing i always say is uh you know your head and your heart determine how far you go in life uh, not just on the court your head and your heart, and if you if you really embrace that and 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 try to and understand that, you're going to start bringing people with you. You're going to start talking. You're going to start holding each other accountable. You're going to start doing those things necessary to to win to win games. Uh, you know, basketball is a team sport, and uh, in order to win as a team, you have to be able to communicate and talk and hold each other accountable and do all the things necessary that that involve winning uh, in a team sport. And, uh, you know, they've been doing a great job of that uh, these last eight weeks. And uh, they and they keep growing every day. And that, that's the that's the, that's a great thing. And that's the most important thing. As long as they keep growing, I mean, growing that sometimes it might be 0.1%. Some, sometimes it might be 1% every day. But as long as they keep ascending, that's the, the uh, they're going to have a chance to be very, very good. One major difference between the NBA and the college game is in the NBA, because it's their job and they're professionals, there are no time limits. There's no caps on the number of hours you get per week with players. And obviously in the college game, there are, I think, ridiculous limits. But because I always think, who would you rather the players be with? Coaches and around the program? Or would you rather them be on their own? But regardless, there's limits. And we know, I don't know, if four hours a week or eight hours a week, whatever it might have been during this eight-week period, um, their time is is limited. 
how does it work, Calbert, with you being able to be on the court? Are you on the court when when the whole team is on the court and just trying to pick off guys and work with them as when you can? Or is there set time where you get to work with them in more like personal skill development? How, how does it actually work for you? No, so you get four hours a week and, you know, it's a set time. So, um, you know, I mean, that four hours a week, you know, you might you might go four days or, th- or three of those days. I my math is screwed up right now. <laughs> I think we go three days, an hour and 20. I think okay. that, 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 that turns into four hours. So, yep. uh, you know, or you might go, you know, 50 minutes or something, you know, four days a week. I don't know. I mean, how that stuff works, but um, yeah, but so you got, you know, you get the chance to get your hands on them during that time. So um, unfortunately, you know, that's, that's, that's the way it is right now. Uh, you know, four hours, you know, shoot, when I was with coach Crane, it was two hours a week. Right. So so that's been doubled. So um, so it's a little bit different. And, uh, you know, so and you just try to you just try to relish that, you know, that you value that time as much as you can. Sure. I wonder. You say in an NBA, it's pretty much all ball. And to a certain degree, you know, by noon, their responsibilities are done for the day. Um, In college, obviously, there's more in the academic side of things. But I wonder kids that age young men that age um do you need to work with them on finding like a balance in their life between you got to grind you got to work you got to be in the gym you got to be a gym rat you got to get your shots up you got to get to class you got to get homework is there time and is it important for them to have a life away from those things at that age yes um you know i think i think the great thing about this group is that they love to work um uh, on the court, they love to work. You know, and we get our time in with them, our four hours in that week. That they they continue to work. They'll come in. And our managing staff does a wonderful job of working with the guys, and we can't do it. Uh, uh, you know, so they they love to work so, so much so that I think sometimes they overuse themselves. And when you get over usage, you start having these nagging injuries. So, uh, you know, so we just you know that's, I think that's one of the things that we've uh, been able. But at the same time, it's great. But at the same time, they got to understand, you know, you got to know, you know, about rest and recovery and and getting your bodies right to where if, you know, you get the rest of recovery, then you'll come back even better the next day. You know, so we just try to get them, you know, I just try to get them to understand and, and we and, and everybody try to get them to understand, hey, you know, you got to you got to know, uh, you know, when to say when sometimes and uh, not only and, and obviously and then you when school starts, you have you're going to have to couple that with the fact that you got to you got to. You, you, might have, you might have a tutor, you might have to go study, you might have got class, you got these things. You know, it's all about, like I talked about earlier, about being able to manage your time wisely. And if they're able to, you know, to, to manage their time wisely, that's that in turn is going to uh, help them. Uh, and then they, 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 you're going to end up establishing a routine. And then when you establish a routine, uh, you know, then then that, that's, that you know, that you, you might take it to that next level. And uh, I think, you know, good for athletes to have confidence you put in the work do all those things necessary you're going to be going to become more confident you develop a routine you're going to become more confident as an athlete or as a student athlete uh on and off the court you do those things man you're going to have a you're going to have an opportunity to, to do some really really great things and and uh, that's all we try to teach them that's all i try to teach them um like i said earlier it's not very it's not complex it's simple you know mm-hmm. you just gotta just, but you also got to give yourselves uh, and, and, and I think some of these athletes think they know everything 
you know, you know, and you can't BS a BSer. <laughs> we've all been there, right? We've all been there, you know, so we try to get them to understand, look, man, we've been there before. We've seen it. We've done it. Uh, this is, the, you know, just, just try to, under, you know, tr just trust us and, and understand that we, you know, we, we have your best interest at heart and we want you to be the best you can be. And, and, uh, and that's it, you know, so we, that's all we try to do. You mentioned before about only 1% of players go on to play in the NBA. Now, the, the percentage who think they're going to what less than one person, less than one person. Now the percentage who think they're going to get to the NBA is much higher than that, especially mm -hmm. coming out of high school. But there are players who, you know, are highly ranked, who have the physical makeup at a young age that make it seem like they're going to be a pro. Like when Jalen Hood Shafino came into Indiana last year, everybody who watched him was just like, this guy looks like a pro mm -hmm. and, and the way he carried himself and worked, felt like he was already a pro Mackenzie Mbako is a guy who's come to Indiana with a ton of of hype obviously he had committed to Duke he's a top 10 ranked player he's big he's got the size for the NBA um and and already on mock draft boards and all that how I guess two questions one you were where he wants to go and you had a very successful career I would love to just get your take on what you see from a young kid with that kind of talent um, and what you saw over those eight weeks, but also how difficult is it in a world where we know it's like, you know, we knew Jalen wanted to be a one and done. McKenzie wants to have a good enough year where he can go to the pros. God bless him. If he can, that's, that's the end goal. But how difficult is it to get a guy to understand that, listen, if you focus on the team and playing the team game, you're going to get there. You, I promise you're going to get there. And you are a guy who obviously got there always putting the team first. So I guess two things, just your take on, on McKenzie and seeing him up close and personal the last eight weeks. And also just the balance of, we get, you want to be in the NBA, but you have to focus on the team. Oh yeah. I mean, you don't have a problem with that with McKenzie. McKenzie understands uh, he's, he's a, one of the very young talents that understands, you know, the situation. He understands what, what needs to be done. He understands how he understands how to work Has a great work ethic. Um, he, he, he understands, but, you know, obviously you know, he's one of the rare guys that, um, that, that, that kind of gets it. So, um, he, you know, his talent is, he's got a tremendous talent. Um, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's obviously he has some things he's got to learn, but at the end of the day, um, he's going to, he's got a chance to be pretty, 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 pretty good. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't try to put, uh, you know, this mock draft stuff and, and, right. you know, whether you stand for a year, whether you stand for two years, we don't get caught up in all that. Uh, all, all we try to get caught, all I get caught up in is, is, is his development and how far he, you know, how, how far he's willing to go and how far, how much he's well, he's willing to learn. And, and, and if he has, he, he listens and he's, and, and the great, and another great thing about him is that he asks questions. Oh, that's great. He, he asks questions. He's, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll pull over to the side and, you know, Coach Yasir, Coach Cal, Coach, Coach, uh, Coach Kenya, Coach, Coach Woody. What am I, you know, why, you know, this, this, and this, you know, who am I asked about what, you know, a certain thing offensively or defensively. And it's like, you know, that's, you know, that's, it's, it, it tends to be a breath, of, a breath of fresh air. I mean, obviously, you know, knowing, you know, he to be for someone to be so young and to, to be that attentive and understanding, uh, you know, what it, what it takes to be a great player, you know, he's, he's there. And, and like I said, by asking questions and, wanting to be that type of guy that wants to uh to be great and you know that's 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 wonderful that's a wonderful attribute to have and uh you know and it makes it that much it makes it easy for you as a coach yeah
It's funny you bring up the questions thing because you know we talked to we've talked to everybody on the team and we've talked to a lot of former players and especially with young guys, it's hard for young people. I think many of them to communicate. You know, it's like something and we we've heard it from coaches that one of the hardest things to get is kids to talk on the court. You know, like that communicate on the court that a quiet team is not a good team and a loud team can be a really good team. But this team that that you're coaching now and developing, there's a lot of personality on this team. I mean, I think of guys like CJ Gunn, who's got a big personality and talks a lot. Even Anthony Walker, who came in from Miami, and I know he wasn't there for the full eight weeks, but a big personality. You've got a lot of moxie, I think, on this team. Um and and I would love to get your thoughts on CJ specifically. One, because he's an Indiana kid and a guard with, I, in our estimation, a huge personality and and a lot of potential. But can you? I, I would love for you to just talk about the personality of the team a little bit. Well, they have great personalities off the court, but when you get them on the court, you know that's totally different. You know, oh, you, interesting. You, yeah. you got to be able to converse with one another. You got to be able to talk to one another. You got to be you got to be able to you know you got to be able to hold each other accountable, even when sometimes holding that person accountable is not particularly you know, a good thing. I mean, not, not, not a good thing. I mean, it's an, it's an, it's from a positive standpoint, but, but it's, hard. It's, it's, it's hard. it's hard to do hard. that. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do that sometimes. So, and you, you know, we, we try to, we try to inject them with that all the time. Uh, our staff, they, you know, they do a wonderful job of, you know, staying on them about, uh, Woody and the staff, they do a wonderful job of, of you know, staying on them about com- communicating to one another, you know, with one another on the floor. Uh, and, you know, that's the one thing, you know, yes, you know, CJ's got a great personality, you know, and I, I told CJ, I said, look, man, I said, you got an opportunity to be pretty good. You know, I said, you, I said, you know, he remind me of, he reminds me of Greg Graham. Yes. Like his, his athletic ability, his speed, uh, his, his ability to defend on, you know, to, to, to play on the defensive end and his offensive ability. Uh, he might be, he might be a little bit of a better, uh, he's probably a little bit better than Greg was offensively in the beginning of his career. Sure. Uh, Greg was was a tremendous offensive and defensive, you know, obviously defensive player of the year, senior year, and all that stuff. But I said, yeah, the capabilities of doing those things. So, um, you know, so that and that's one of those things that he's got to understand. But a lot of it has to come with you know giving yourself to the team. All of them giving themselves to the team. Like giving yourself to the team means talking, accountability, all those things. Well, I've, I've been we've been talking about the last you know fifteen twenty minutes. You know, so. Uh, if they if they all do those things, I mean the 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 sky's the limit for this team because like, the talent is there, uh, and you know so we just got to continue to keep getting it out of them, getting it out of them, getting it out of. Quick side note: a moment ago when you were talking about McKenzie and how he will pull the coaches aside and be like Coach Kenya, Coach Ya, Coach Cal, just just knowing that those players can reach out and say, "Hey, Coach Cal." and ask you a question mm, mm-hmm. just makes me feel really good about this season and this program. Um, as a question goes, now that you've been there for a bit and you're talking about all these important aspects of communication and you're buying in, and there's so much you can do as coaches and coaching staff, but we all know at a certain point, it's gotta be about the leaders on the team itself. As yeah. you were a great leader in your time, uh, what have you seen from from certain players? You you know you come in you you get a lay of the land. 
who are the leaders on this team that uh, are really showing the way on the court, in the locker room, away from the facility that you feel confident are, are leading the new guys in the right direction? Uh, you know, Xavier, of course, you know, I'm glad that he's back and he decided to stay another year. Uh, you know, he's been having a really good last day, a good summer. Uh, Gallo, um, he's, he's, you know, Galloway has been really, really good. I think those two uh, are the, are the, are the, are the, in my book, the first two that are, um, are able to, they, they need that, they need to continue to keep getting the best out of these young guys. Uh, Anthony Lill's another guy. Um, that, uh, you know, being a senior and all that, uh, you know, they, these three, I think, in my opinion, have to be the ones to, to uh, step up to the plate and, and, and be the, the leaders, uh, either by example or through voice. It doesn't always have to be through voice. You don't have to, you know, sometimes, you know, using your voice all the time is like being a dead horse, but at this, but at the same time, if you, if you lead by example, by pushing yourself and, and at the same time, you know, and, and being respectful. And, and leading these guys, uh, then the rest the rest will take care of itself. Uh, and they've done a good job these last eight weeks. They've gotten better, and they can they can always they, there's always room to, for improvement. But I think they uh, they have a chance to you know like I said with their leadership, this, this team has a chance to be pretty good. How much improvement can players individually and a team make over eight weeks when you're only working four hours a week together? It just seems like such a short time that would go by so fast. Were you able to see real improvement over those oh, yeah, eight weeks? Oh yeah. Without question. You know, obviously on the court decision-making, uh, like I said, leadership, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. You, you take steps. Um, it's, you're not, it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, right. you know, at the same time, as long as you're taking steps and you can see the steps, uh, being made, then yes, yes, definitely. I mean, I, from where they, they started eight weeks ago to, to, to let to ending last week, um, they have made tremendous strides, and I'm, uh, I'm proud of them. They just got to continue to keep doing it. They have to keep doing it. And, Calvert, for you, how fun was the last eight weeks? I mean, you're back at Indiana. You're going to Assembly Hall. You're at Cook Hall. You're you're back in your own stomping grounds. You know, I'm sure yeah. some of it is brand new because they've rebuilt so much. I mean, hell, my old apartment got torn down, probably because of some of the things I did in that apartment, but that's okay. Um, but, but, but I mean, just how fun so you was and everybody it? else, huh? Yeah. Dunhill Apartments was not clean. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. <laughs> they, just had, they just had to rip out the sewer lines and start all over. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I tell you what, half of Bloomington is like, you got new developments now. It's crazy. I know it's crazy. Um, but but how much fun was it just for you to be back for those those eight weeks and and you know your office was Cook Hall and Assembly Hall and 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 in a different light than you've been in in the past. Oh, it's been great, you know, get a chance to see you know people that I, that they were there when I played there. Obviously, when when I was where with coach when coach with Coach Crane, I mean, you know, Tim Gar, our trainer, who's been there for up to hundred years. Uh, <laughs> back, you know, Doctor Rink, uh, you know, I mean, who's been there for a long time. Uh, you know, Dr. Hetty. I mean, it's it's been it's been wonderful. You know, just get a chance to see them again, and uh, and and like I said, just embrace the fact that you know, Sunday Hall never gets old. You know, you walk in there, and uh, I walked in there last week. Uh, you know, just for the heck of it, and you know, and then you know, what's funny is, you know, I was walking out. Uh, I can't remember where I was going. I was walking out of the office, and this and this family came up, uh, and I guess they were just just walking around. And they, you know, and, and, they, you know, I happened to, uh, we, we locked eyes and then they came over and said hi. And, 
and uh, I mean, and they just sudden, they won the lottery. You realize yeah, that, right? That sudden, family won the lottery, and it, it kind of like you know, kind of grew from you know just having a conversation with them. Then all of a sudden, they wanted to, you know, they they asked if they could you know maybe go on a, a tour of the a cook hall and and the assembly hall. And I was like, I was like, sure, I got time. So wow. I, you know, wow. take them around and you know show them around and all. And it took about you know, 15, 20 minutes, and you know, but to see the look on their faces when it was all said and done, and and uh and all and all that you know that's that's why you that's 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 what indiana basketball is all about you know you got people from all over uh we got alumni all over the country and the world uh that that, that loves this that love this university loves this, this basketball program and uh you know they they uh they cherish it and uh you know so then that you know that in itself is like you know kind of kicking me in my rear again it's like look this is this is it doesn't get much better than this in terms of like you know college basketball just basketball in general uh, the simple fact that, yeah, you, know, you know, just you know, uh, the two, two, you know, one, you know, a wife and their family and their kids just wanted to just walk around and see uh, the facility, and uh, you know, and you know, they, and, and just my luck, I was able to run into them and and uh, you know, talk to them a little bit and show them around. That doesn't get much, it doesn't get much better than that. Coach Cal, when Coach Woodson showed up, he did not shy away from the fact that he came back to Bloomington to win Big Ten titles and national championships. Coach Woodson, yourself, and Jordan Hulls were all on teams that were number one in the country. And whether it be through injury or refs that were paid off by Duke University, <laughs> um, you know, it's really hard. There's got to be a lot of luck and no criminal activity um, to get to the point where you hang a banner. And I wonder with the three of you in there and the way you all played and the teams you played on, how badly do you want to hang a sixth banner with those two guys? Oh, real badly. I mean, it's another reason why I came back. You know, that's, yeah. you, know, that's you know, it's like the unfinished business. You know I mean? It's like, you know, I want to, you know, it's, it's been way too long. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can, we're able to achieve that. You know, what do you, Woody, like I said, that's part of Woody's vision, you know, and I, and I, and I really, I like that vision. Uh, and, and, and hopefully we can, we can get it done. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I think Woody's a guy for the job, you know, so, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be there for him and we're going to be there for these players and we're going to be there for this program and we're going to give everything, everything we got to try and make that, th make that happen. Quick story. Uh, the only time that you and I have met in person was in 2019 at Archie was the coach and Victor Oladipo did a fantasy camp mm -hmm. at Indiana. And you were able to come by that first day and say hi to people. And we yeah. had just had you on the podcast not long before. And I came up to you and I was nervous, which is ridiculous because now I feel like, by the way, I was looking at that picture that Ward showed earlier where he was 12 and you know, mm -hmm. you were in college. Yeah. Like, we were a lot younger than you back then. And now we look older than you. And I don't <laughs> like that Rude. at all. It really bothers yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, but my anyway, my dad's good genes, man. My mom yeah, well, we got bad for whatever ones. reason. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was playing in the fantasy camp. I injured myself. And we don't need to get into what kind of injury it was, but it was an embarrassing injury. And Tim Garl, like, iced me up. And I'm in the trainer's room getting iced. And you walk in, and I can't really go anywhere because, truthfully, I'm icing my butt. That's what's happening. <laughs> and you and Tim just, like, start talking. You're talking about each other's families. He's checking in on your kids. And you're uh -huh. you're having this great conversation. 
And I was just this fly on the wall, like kind of not saying a word, listening to this, but it did fill me with such like pride and love that you were there and how much you mean to Tim, how much Tim means to you, how much you both mean to Indiana. And I mean, it's very easy for me to put myself in the position of that family that you gave the tour to. I know what that means to them. And there is just something so wonderful about having you back because we know how much Indiana means to you and how much you mean to Indiana. And it is, uh, it's special, man. It, it adds another thing. Woody coming back was extremely special. Jordy being put on the staff was extremely special. You coming back just seems to take it to another level that, it's, that it's is, a dream uh, come true. It's a dream come true. Like, like to have you back, Calbert, you are the guy that turned us into what we are it's your fault so that yeah, you're so, back uh, well, and now you have to well, deal with my this fault. because <laughs> you know at the end of the day we're all family we're all family because we all came from from indiana university uh you know whether we played on pro, you know with the program or we didn't play with the program the fact that we were all we're all connected and uh it's, it's an honor and a privilege to be you know to know you guys and to and to and, and that you understand uh, the significance and and the the uh, the power that IU basketball brings to people. It's and, meaningful. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's it's a beautiful thing. Like I said, you know, you know, me and Tim Gar, we pick up if we ha if I hadn't seen Tim Gar on if I don't if I'm if I don't see you know Tim Gar for ten years and and, and I'm all of a sudden we pick up like where we left off. That's just how it is uh, because we're family and and you know I'm family with you guys, Ward and and and, and Erica. That's that's what it's all about, man. And and uh, hopefully that, you know, we can, we're able to, before our, uh, uh, you know, maybe before your podcast, I don't know you retire from, you guys retire from your podcast or I retire from coaching, we're able to maybe throw a sixth or seventh banner up there at some point and try to get, get this thing, this thing done. And uh, uh, like I said, I said, Woody's is, is right there. He's the, he's the guy. I think he's the, he's the man. He's the man for the job along with, with his, his great staff. And, uh, you know, another thing that's crazy is that, you know, I first, my, the first day I got there, one of our uh, graduate assistants said, said, Cal, you know what? I said, what? He said, uh, you know, between you, Woody, uh, Coach Hill, Coach Armine Hill, uh, and Kenya, uh, who else? Uh, we have like 132 years of NBA experience on the, on this, on the staff. Wow. 132 wow. years. And uh, I was like, really? <laughs> that's pretty good so uh yeah i think that you know we're i think we're in pretty good shape in that in that, in that department so that uh, is you, remarkable you talk about shape in that department. you you talk about family and and talking to the current players and asking about the culture the culture they say brotherhood and and i even think about this this picture a goofy young me with uh everybody's all-american caliber cheney but you know, it's not just like you and me in that picture. Like my dad took that picture mm -hmm. and, and he's the, he's the reason I got into Indiana basketball and he was there in the that's late fifties. And that's why Eric got into basketball. And, and like, I, to, to I, be clear, not, not because of Ward's dad, because no, of my dad, yeah. my dad, not Ward's dad. I love Ward's dad, but my uh, dad had something that to came do with later. That go. came later. <laughs> but that, and I'm, I'm sure this is preaching to the choir, but just that, that it is, it is so much more than basketball. It's, it's so many wonderful memories, specifically you and your teammates and coach Knight and the staff gave to us back in the day, but through generations, 
collections of all these like you know all the great times all the bad times it's it's brought us all so close together mm -hmm. and for it to feel at least for for people of our generation uh and even you know who were there with woody and and that was their guy or with jordy and that's their guy it just feels like it's all coming for full circle right now and it's such a a beautiful magical time and and i, I don't know I, I just can't express how lucky it feels like it, eric and i've been doing this for a while now and it wasn't great it wasn't great for the for the first couple of years. The pod itself was 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 arguably still is terrible, but just where the program was at and there was a despondency and the change that has occurred over these last couple of years. And now it just seems both on the court going in the right direction. And with your arrival, it's like the optimism is is as great as I can ever remember it. And I wonder, can you feel that walking around Bloomington, walking into Cook Hall? Is that just something that's everywhere of people feeling positive? It, I, I hope so, but you know, I'm gonna tell you how I look at it. I don't look at it like that. I look at it as, you know, I'm gonna come in here, I'm gonna do my job to the best of my ability. And if if I if we do our job to the best of our ability, then all the optimism and everything's gonna come in full circle. So um, I, I'm, I'm all, I've always been uh, a guy that, um, that, you know, like I said, grind, grind, grind. I'm going to continue to grind and, uh, and, and, and grind for this program and do everything I can to help, you know, achieve whatever success we are able to achieve. Um, and that's what it's all about for me. Um, uh, but, you know, obviously, you know, school starts, I think next week. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm sure the optimism is the, the tremendous optimism is optimism is going to be there. And uh, and I look forward to seeing it. Uh, but as, but for me myself, you know, it's all about putting your head down, putting one foot in front of the other, and seeing where it's going to take us. And I think uh, with Woody's leadership, uh, and along with the staff and everybody in this team, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna see some uh, some tremendous improvements, and I think we're gonna see some, a lot of success uh, over the next uh, next few years. Before we let you get out of here, you talked about nutrition earlier for the players, how important it is. The good news is it's not that important for the coaches, and that's we love. <laughs> no, we actually, love. it is for me. I'm, I'm Are, trying to let it see it? my grandkids. I'm trying to let it see my grandkids. Okay, well, that's fair, <laughs> but – <laughs> Bloomington's got some very good food options that are near and dear to our hearts. Are there any places in Bloomington that you were excited to go grab um, Nick, a slice of Mother Nick's, Bear's pizza? Like what? Nick's, Nick's, Nick's. Nick's. That's first. That's the first place I went to uh, when I got back. So I went you know, Nick's. is there a food choice at Nick's that you go for? I, I love the pizza. I love yeah. the pizza. I'm a, I'm a pizza guy. You yeah. Know, so I, I, every time I go there, I'm, I'm tearing their pizza up. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. And then. What about what about uh, like is there's a lot of new food around Bloomington uh, even since we were there, uh, you got a new spot that you've taken a shine to? Um, I, I never, um, I never uh, been to um, Dave's. Hot, I never had Dave's hot chicken. Oh, okay. So that's on Kirkwood. Yeah. Know, so, I, yes. so me and my daughter, my daughter was with me when she was helping me move move, move my stuff into my apartment back in Bloomington, and you know, so we she was like, Dave's hot chicken. I was like, huh. And she was like, uh, she said, let's go to Dave's Hot Chicken. So we went to Dave's Hot Chicken and I was like, man, you know, and I took I took a couple of our guys over there for uh, last week. And they were like, they were like, they, they were all about Zaxby's and Cane's and all that other nonsense. And I was like, I said, you got to try this, man. And, it, <laughs> and once they tried it, they were like, oh, OK, we got it now. But yeah, yeah but Dave's Hot Chicken, that's another spot. 
what heat uh, level do you, you know, and i haven't really gotten out too much i've been like i said i've been pretty much off of trying to get you know, get moved in and i've been pretty much office and in, in apartment but sure i'm again i'm, I'm definitely going to get out you know hopefully you guys when you come in town we can go out and grab something we'll be there now wait please have you after dinner been to the hottest private cigar lounge in Bloomington, Woody's Fellas not. Lounge. Have you had a cigar at Woody's I, Fellas I have Lounge? Not. I have not, but I but I but I look forward to that one. I have All right. Not, have you now this is an important we, we do share a love of cigars. Mm-hmm. Um have you picked out what cigar you would smoke or can you pick a cigar that you would smoke when you do win that Big Ten championship and win that national championship. <laughs> no, that's too far ahead for me. I don't, okay. I don't like I said, right. I'm, like I said, I'm like this, guys. I like it. Tunnel I'm, I'm going to grind. And then, and then if, when, if we win that bad boy, then I'm, I'm going, we'll, we'll talk about cigars. All right. I like okay, that. Let, let's say this. You survived another episode of the Hoosier Hysterics. It's a huge relief. It's overworth. You don't have to do it again for a while. What cigar do you nah, pick up? Hey, okay, mate, yeah, I, we'll be fighting if you don't bring me back soon. <laughs> oh, we'll have you back next week if you would like. <laughs> you, you really misspoke there, Calvert. That was a real mistake on your so part. No, no, so no, no fantasy camp for you guys. No, we're gonna be oh, there. We're oh, gonna yeah, be man. there. We're gonna right. be there. We're hosting the fan fest, and we're. I mean, I got to be honest with you. You being around and being part of that weekend is a huge plus. So anybody, uh, Anybody who's around that weekend or hasn't bought their ticket, they, they should definitely check it out. It's going to be no an amazing. Butt in, no, butt in, no butt injuries for you, all right? <laughs> well, look, man, I can't, I'm going to take a charge. I'm going to take a charge. So when I take a charge, what happens with the butt happens with the butt. I don't know what else to say. We got all this, tech, this, 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 this pad technology you can put on your, you know, put on. So yeah, do that. I've seen, they, they actually have, I've seen some like test things on YouTube where mm-hmm. people wear stuff that yep. if you fall, it inflates like it yeah. knows. That's what I need to play in. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's what Just you need. Just a donut around my ass. <laughs> a diaper. All right, Calbert, we love you. We are so happy that you are back. We can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks at the Fan Fest weekend. And uh, just, I mean, like we've said it all, it is extremely meaningful and special to to have you back as part of Indiana. And uh really meaningful and special to have you back on our podcast. You you were kind to us very early on in our podcast a couple times and helped kind of plant a flag that it was okay to come on our podcast for some of the legends. And you sit atop that that list. Uh, and, and we just can't thank you enough and have so much gratitude to you for what you've given to Indiana and continue to give to Indiana. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you. That was a guest. That was a guest. <laughs> All right, first, yeah, I know. But first, I got to say, Ward. Yeah. You had me choked up, man. Uh, I, I had me a little choked up. When you were talking about that it wasn't just you in that picture with Calbert, that it was your dad and how it just it all came together, I, I felt it here. Then I realized I just had to burp. But no, 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 no. A little, I, little gassy. I, um, you had me. You had me. It is, um, you know, we're talking to him and you're getting into like, you know, how many hours a week do you work? And, you know, like the the intricacies of the kids. And he's talking about Mackenzie and Baco and CJ Gunn. And then it would just like hit me like, oh, my God, we're talking to Calbert Cheney. Like, like it just it doesn't cease to be remarkable, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it is so different. We've got to talk to all these legends. 
all these legends and it's been such an honor and a privilege and a joy and it never stops being exciting but man you know calbert is just different for us he's just different he's just different i had some weird like like my blood was kind of running hot and and I it it was a physio a physiological reaction to talking to him that yes most of the time it's you know we're in our mode too but to be able to still be transported back uh, and just be in wonder and amazement and this time we got to see him because last time you and I were like right here at my desk shoulder to shoulder like hunched over phones still trying to figure out how to make the guest or really ourselves not like sound like garbage from production right, value. Right. We were just hoping we committed it to digital tape. I yeah. mean like we didn't know what was going on. We still don't. Yeah. But no, I it is um yeah, there's just a few guys. I mean, look, they're all special, obviously, but we have a personal connection because of how old we are. And and when we were growing up, just like somebody, you know, 15 years our junior would have that. Well, we, we heard it for Grayson Medina last week. For him, Cody is different. Right. 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 For him, yeah. Cody Zeller is everything. Yep. Um, now, I would also argue that the other difference is Calvert was there four years. And he was the best player in the country for two and a half of them. You know, like it trace, you could argue is different because of that too. For a kid growing up, a kid that's 12 years old right now, Trace Jackson Davis has to be everything. I mean, everything. Absolutely. So I do think there's something too, that just harder to find those guys now because they don't stay. Typically the great ones don't stay four years, but, but it was also the best team in the country. It was also multiple big 10 titles. It was also Indiana was the brand of college basketball. You know, Duke hadn't gotten to where they were yet. Kentucky had already hit a low point, you know, that Patino then brought them back from, and they were, they were still on the ascent. Um, North Carolina clearly was there. When Calbert showed up, we'd won three titles in the previous 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. No, great point. And, and so he is different. And um, all right. So that's enough fanboying. Now let's get into some of the substance. I know it's never enough fanboy. Never enough. But I do want to talk about some of the substance because I thought there were some revealing, interesting things there. Clearly impressed with Mackenzie and Baca. Like yeah. clearly impressed with it, it feels very Jalen-esque to me. It just does. The guy is a pro already. Like yeah. he asks questions. He knows where the end game is and what he has to do to get there. And and so I'm extremely excited to hear Calbert talk about that. He, uh, he immediately said like, he's like, oh, well, that's not a problem with McKenzie. In yes. terms of buying into the team and all those things you think about could be an issue with a guy that talented, that young. But it goes back to Coach Woodson and his staff recognizing the right stuff in these guys that's not just talent, but that are are – you know, look, I mean, we got uh, an incredible summer series here with these players, and these are great young men. Like, I, I love each of these guys. They each have their heads on their shoulders, and they're about the right things. And now it's just going to get that much better with Coach Cal in the house. There's a guy. Can you? That's the GOAT, man, and you will never find a more humble humble man who is so accomplished and so any of these kids are going to start getting a big head because they had a good practice or a good game and then they're like the goat strolls in with his demeanor it's like forget it nobody's going to get out of step 
So I couldn't agree more. And it leads directly into the conversation about CJ Gunn, which I found eye-opening mm. because for 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 two reasons. On the positive, he's comparing him to the potential of Greg Graham, yeah. which, as you know, is a personal favorite of mine. And I mean, Greg did everything on the basketball court. He was the best. Him and Chris Reynolds were the best two defensive players on the court. Alan Henderson also was a great defensive player. But Greg on the perimeter was amazing. Athletic as hell. Became a knockdown three-point shooter. Like one of the great stories of a guy who couldn't shoot at the beginning and then became a great shooter. I mean, Mm -hmm. put himself in the first round of the NBA. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, so Greg Graham was special. So to even, and Calbert, speak so highly of Greg Graham. I think if you remember one of our previous podcasts with Calbert, he talked about after Allen went down that that Greg Graham wasn't the best player on their team from that point on. He was the best player in the country is what Calbert said. So Calbert clearly has crazy admiration for Greg. To even put CJ or any player in that conversation for Calbert is high praise. Well, and for him to say it publicly, you know, that that's he could be thinking in his head and like, well, I don't want to say that and put that on the, the kid or put it out there. But if he didn't think CJ could develop in a very significant way and become a very, very good player, he wouldn't say that. No. But then what I love is the other side of it, which is accountability, which it sounds like CJ's got work to do. Mm. And CJ's got a great personality. And I love Calbert saying, yeah, they all have great personalities off the off court. the court. Yeah. But and it was in the context of, I think, the CJ gun conversation where it's like you have to figure out a way to port that to on the court. And just because you're gregarious off the court doesn't mean you're communicating in the right way on the court. And Calvert talked about you have to give yourself over to the team. You have to do that. And so I just loved that Calvert. It wasn't a bullshit answer. It was this is the potential this kid has and this is the work this kid has to do. And Calbert talked and stressed about holding, uh, being accountable and holding people accountable. I, I loved that messaging around CJ. Let's talk about 132 years of NBA experience. Holy hell. I mean, that when when those recruits and their families show up and and they hear that number or they at least understand that's the level of experience and you've got guys who were best players uh in the country you know woody if he hadn't been injured his senior year clearly would have been uh very very competitive for national player of the year still got big 10 player of the year you got calbert you got jordy and and everything they did in his time and to be able to not only say we have all this experience and we are going to help your young man or you young man um do everything possible to give yourself a chance at that level but while at this level, we want to play the same way they do at that level. And for Calbert to just come out and say, oh, yeah, we're definitely bringing the NBA game to Bloomington. And we we all have felt that's coming. And then now with Trace's departure and it's sort of like a, a, a bit of a, a clean slate for Woody to to develop this as as he said he would. Now the rubber's hitting the road and Coach Cal shows up to just help us that much more realize that vision. It's awesome. Let's talk about that lucky family that was walking around assembly hall. You know what I was thinking? 
the way that happened for me was I was there with my family. It was me and Annie and our little darling daughter, Bo. And we ran into Coach Kareen. He just got off of a jog and he, and he was awesome. nice. Yeah, and he I was, was going to say. And he was like kind of coming up. It was a little, oh, like, is he going to, is this okay? Can we do this? And he couldn't have been more cool. And he got um, uh, somebody to open Cook Hall for us. And it was it was really cool. It was, uh, I'll always remember that. And I always love Tom Crean for doing that. But then to think about if it had been Calbert Chaney who said, let me go ahead and take you on a 20 minute tour you, of everything. What? You would, you would, you, your, you, your head would have popped off your shoulders. <laughs> I mean, you just would have combusted. You would have just combusted <laughs> into a ball of flames. Yeah. No, uh, by the way, real quick on Crean, I do want to just say like, he got for all what anybody wants to say about him. He got what Indiana meant to Indiana fans. Absolutely. And, and, and I think um, respected that. And I've never heard a bad word said about a fan interaction with him. So he deserves credit for that. But yeah, I mean, Calbert being the guy to do that to that family. I mean, that family just won the lottery. They won the Hoosier lottery. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, well, and and that, again, it just makes your your heart sore when you hear calbert talking about that was meaningful to him he wasn't like oh i'm gonna make these people right. stay it was about what it meant to him that it meant so much to them it it, it just goes it family and that he really values everything that indiana university represents and and that it's a privilege for him to be back it's not like oh you guys are lucky to have me back and i I decided to to come down from the NBA level to to help you out. No, no, it's it's something he gets every I mean, I'd say every bit as much as we do, but way more because he's been so important to it for so long. I was going to ask him because we're family, we need a place to stay for the fantasy weekend. Do we right? just head to tow it? I His, mean, do we His family's not there. They're in Atlanta. He's I probably bet He's got a king bed. I mean, be might be kind of lonely just a calbert sandwich <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well what was your quote from my favorite quote of yours today uh when it comes to the butt like anything goes what what'd you say is that what i said it's close it was like hey what i don't think no. i said when it comes to the butt anything goes <laughs> i think I don't whatever think that's what i said whatever happens to the butt happens to the butt well, that, that, I mean, that's closer. Yeah. Fine. But whatever happens, when it comes to the butt, anything goes is definitely not what I said. How do you feel about being on the D? <laughs> it's taken a horrible turn. It is. All right, man. Calbert Cheney will be part of Hoosier Fantasy Experience weekend coming up in Ward just a week and a half. Oh, we're a week and a half away. Oh, boy. So, uh, can't thank him enough. Can't thank you all enough. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics. For the hysterics, no E. No I. I mean, just <laughs> do, do gotta... it again. Do it again. Good Christ. I, I was already thinking about Calbert saying it. I just yeah, got lost in dreamland. Go ahead. For the hysterics. Now I got to do the whole thing. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics. For the hysterics, no E. No I. But the sometimes why. I mean, We've gotten in the last, like, two of the last three weeks, Woody and Calbert doing But the Sometimes Why. And Brian Stack with a Scottish accent. Very, a, a Dublin Scottish accent, <laughs> to say the least.
<laughs> All right, buddy. Let's do it next week. Yes, sir. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.